Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the most popular and least listened to podcast in the world, the Sixth Sense Media Podcast, with your host, Mike Phelan. So, Climate of the Hunter. Yeah. Uh, how did all this come about? Where'd this idea come from? Um, so I was presented with the, the locations first. Um, you know, uh, I've been making kind of smaller uh, budget movies for a long time. So, you know, when you're when you're doing that, it's kind of more like you, you get presented with the resources and then you make the movie around the resources um, as opposed to writing the script and going uh, head first like that. Because, you know, when you're working with a super small uh, budget, it's, it makes it a lot more complicated doing that. Um, mm -hmm. So with this, it was kind of like, here's the location and I already knew what actors I wanted to use, that what actors I wanted to work with. Um, and so I just wrote the script around the location and the actors. Uh, the actors that you did have in mind and you did choose, uh, what was your reasoning for choosing them? What were their, their strengths that you, that, uh, that you saw that you wanted to base this uh, idea around? Because they were the best actors in Oklahoma. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yes, that's fair enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no more mystique than that. <laughs> so, uh, as far as uh, filming, since you were limited on your locations, uh, how long did you have to? How long was that a location available for you to film in? Oh, we shot for two weeks. And did you shoot the night shoots? Were they night shoots or was it day for night? They were night shoots. Okay. Good, yeah. good, because so many people just kind of cop out and do that whole uh, blue filter thing, so. Oh, man, that, uh, I mean, that would have, well, I don't like the way it looks, you know, mm -hmm. to do day for night. It, it never looks right. I don't know why it's even a thing, because um, it literally, I've never, like, seen it used well, especially on a low-budget movie. Um, however, our night scenes are, you know, a little, little too dark, because we just didn't have, uh, the lights and stuff so you know we, we we the style informs the resources in that in that scenario well i think uh the way the the night shots are done and the the amount of darkness that is there it it does more or less hit that that 70s uh low budget horror movie feel because a lot of them there were there was a lot of action scenes at night that you couldn't really see yeah same kind of deal i mean yeah that's it's, it's Honestly, uh, obviously we shot it in 4.3, we shot it with the 70s lens, we shot it with all the filters, but I mean, us also making it um, with the little means that we had made it even more uh, like the equivalent of a 70s, a late 70s or early 80s horror movie. And how much of that look that you got, that 70s look was in post-production, how much of it was just based on how you were filming? The only thing that we added in post-production was like some grain, mm -hmm. but honestly we could have, uh, it's the grain is like not that noticeable. Like it doesn't, so if we would have just taken the raw footage, I mean, it looks very, very similar to what you saw on the screen. So it was all in camera. And what were some of the inspirations that you took to, uh, to get that very 70s feel to it? Like I could see some stuff in there like Blood Spattered Bride and like Daughters of Darkness kind of influence there, but uh, what influenced you? I mean, all influences are like, 
you know, I, I film like intuitively. So I think influences are just like in the subconscious. Like mm-hmm. I'm definitely not saying I don't rip off every scene. Uh, I'm ripping off something in every single scene. I don't <laughs> necessarily know what it is, but you, you're definitely right on Daughters of Darkness. <laughs> uh, would you make an, would you make another film in this style again, or would you like to, to do something else? Um, uh, depends on what the movie is, I guess. I hadn't really planned on it. We were starting a, we shoot a movie uh, next month and it's uh, black and white and two, three, five aspect ratio. So um, I, I try to do something different every single time. Uh, could you tell me some more about that, uh, that upcoming film? Uh, it's called Country Gold. Um, it's, uh, the premise is, George Jones invites Garth Brooks out on the town in Nashville the night before he is to be cryogenically frozen in 1994. So since you're doing these period pieces uh, and doing them on a budget, how, how do you go about making sure that you don't have modern things showing up in your shot? How much of a pain is that to do? It's a pain. <laughs> you, have to, <laughs> you have to limit uh, what you're shooting. You know what I mean? That's the thing about yeah. Black Hunter. It's like, wow, great 70s streets. It's just like, they're just in rooms. It's, it wasn't that hard. Mm-hmm. No, we're in the woods and then we're in rooms. So it wasn't uh, that, that wild of a feat. Was there any set dressing that you had to do to kind of give it that extra kind of yellow and brownish 70s tinge? Most certainly. Yeah, I mean that was that's really the whole the all, the whole movie's production design and cinematography, you know. And who's uh, your production designer on that? Her name is Caitlin Shelby. Uh, what are she, some of her other credits? Uh, as far as production designer goes, well, she yeah. did. Uh, ag, she was um, more of an art director on on something. Uh, I, I, you know, I you asked that, and I don't <laughs> sure, but I think this might have been her first production design job as actual like production designer. Um, and then uh, she did Agnes, which is uh, the movie we shot after this that hasn't came out yet. And then mm-hmm. she's got Country Gold, uh, my newest one. Um, I think I'd have to look at her IMDb because I, I think she might've had one other production design credit um, mm-hmm. besides this one. But yes, yeah, this was kind of her breakout for sure. Gotcha. So um, my final question is, uh, what made you want to become uh, a filmmaker? What made me want to become a filmmaker? I don't know. Hold on, production designer. Oh yeah, she had Home with the View of the Monster. That's another one that she did uh, production design on. Uh, That was shot here in town. Or no, I guess it was shot in like Tulsa or something, but um, in, in Oklahoma, regardless. So it looks like uh, Home of the Good Monster, Climb of the Hunter, this one called 1717 Primrose. So she has a lot of upcoming stuff, but so before this one, it was a movie called Home with the View of the Monster, but that's, those are her, her, her only credit uh, as production designer until Climb of the Hunter. I got you. Sorry, when you asked that, I was just like, I got to be right at this. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to fuck it up. Um, what did I, what made me want to become a filmmaker? Um, I think I was, uh, I think Train Spotting was kind of the first movie that I was like, man, I didn't want to be a filmmaker. I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so who's going to film me? You know what I mean? I had to, uh, <laughs> like, I had to film myself. 
um, to if I wanted to act, make my own movies. And then I noticed that uh, the movies were better whenever someone else acted and I uh, directed because mm-hmm. then I have more control of the scene and the. And so I don't know. I guess it just kind of came from that, but it was originally like for uh, the desire to act. Okay. Um, my last question is, uh, where will people be able to see uh, Climate of the Hunter? Where will they be? They can see it right now on Amazon, uh, Vudu, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much all of, the, all of those outlets. You've been listening to the Sixth Sense Media Podcast. You can find more of our celebrity interviews and roundtable discussions on iTunes, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Be sure to check out our movie, TV, and video game coverage at SixthSense.com and FanBolt.com.